Pushkin. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, it's Khalil and Ben. We'll be back with our regularly scheduled episode of Some of My Best Friends Are in a few weeks. But today, we wanted to share with you a preview of another podcast we've been enjoying. We think you're going to enjoy it too. The show's called Future Hindsight. Host Mila Atmos takes big ideas about civic life and democracy and turns them into action items for all of us. What you can do beyond voting, short of running for office. Turns out there are so many possibilities. Mila has compelling conversations with public servants, nonprofit leaders, lawyers, and experts like activist Cecile Richards, political scientist Ian Bremmer, and the executive director of Supermajority, Amanda Brown Lerman. Man, Khalil, I am sold. Because together, they tell the story about your power and agency. You'll always get a dose of hope and inspiration on how you can get involved. The preview we're sharing with you today features Ian Haney Lopez, the Chief Justice Earl Warren Professor of Public Law at the University of California, Berkeley, and author of Merge Left. Haney Lopez focuses on what he calls strategic racism. What if racism is a class weapon that is rooted in making profit for elites? And if that's the case, What are the possible solutions to end racism and to win elections? Yeah, I really like this episode because there's a part when he fully explains why poor white people in this country have everything to gain if they can get past the elite manipulation. That alone is worth listening to. Let's listen in. Let's do it. As we tape this, the primaries in Ohio are heating up, and I wanted to play you clips from a couple of campaign ads and get your thoughts on them. We're going to hear excerpts from ads from J.D. Vance and Josh Mandel, who are among the candidates competing in the GOP primary to run for Rob Portman's seat. 
Let's listen, and I'd love to hear your reaction. Are you a racist? Do you hate Mexicans? The media calls us racist for wanting to build Trump's wall. They censor us, but it doesn't change the truth. Joe Biden's open border is killing Ohioans, with more illegal drugs and more Democrat voters pouring into this country. This issue is personal. I nearly lost my mother to the poison coming across our border. No child should grow up an orphan. I'm J.D. Vance, and I approve this message because whatever they call us, we will put America first. Critical race theory is crap. Martin Luther King marched right here, so skin color wouldn't matter. I didn't do two tours in Anbar province fighting alongside Marines of every color to come home and be called a racist. There's nothing racist about stopping critical race theory and loving America. Josh Mandel, pro-God, pro-gun, pro-Trump. I'm Josh Mandel, and I approve this message. You want a fighter? Send in the Marine. So what do you think? This is classic dog whistle politics in the sense that it's using rhetoric designed to trigger deeply rooted racist resentments and anxieties while allowing people to believe that they are not, in fact, expressing or being stampeded by racist fears or anxieties. There is something that's new here. And that is the attacks on critical race theory from Mandel. New also in the sense of J.D. Vance saying, are you a racist? One of the primary messages from the right today is that after the mass mobilizations to protest police killings and police violence against African Americans in the wake of the murder of George Floyd... There's an effort to say people who are fighting for racial justice don't actually want justice. They want revenge. Be afraid, white people. Be very, very afraid. They say they want justice. They don't. They want to create a new racial hierarchy that flips the old one on its head. And in fact, this is coming straight out of the white supremacist movement, the alt-right now, a sort of more sanitized version, takes as an article of faith that racial groups are inevitably in conflict and that some racial group must be on top, that there will be a dominant racial group. And the question is, which racial group will be dominant? And so what you hear is people like J.D. Vance and Josh Mondale using that frame essentially to say, When people of color talk about racial justice, they're not actually interested in equality. They're interested in being the new dominant group. You even hear it in J.D. Vance saying Democrats want open borders to bring in illegal aliens and to bring in Democratic voters. This is incredibly extreme to say, hey, this is the great replacement. Dangerous, pathologically violent Inferior people are being brought across to replace the silent, the hardworking, the patriotic, the taxpayers, the responsible, highly coded in terms of race. Now, the question is, what's the effective response to that? And it's an enormous challenge for progressives. If Vance and Mandel are saying, hey, white people, they're calling you a racist, 
And progressives turn around and say, hey, J.D. Vance, you're a racist. And so is anybody who votes for you. Hey, Josh Mandel, you're a racist. So is anybody who votes for you. Vance and Mandel are just going to rub their hands in glee. That's what they're hoping for. They want to be called racist because it helps them say to their supporters, see, I'm not racist. This is just common sense. Of course, we should protect our borders. Of course, crime is bad. But as soon as I say those things, they call me a racist. And by implication, they call you a racist too. And Trump actually said this and responding to some of Hillary Clinton's attacks said, she's not just calling me a racist, she's calling you a racist too. That's the move. That's the racial theater. But here's the important insight. That all depends upon a conversation about racism that accepts a basic frame of racism is just white people against people of color. When you shift the frame, when you begin to talk about the way in which race is a class weapon used against all of us, then you can respond to Vance by saying, hey, where's your political support coming from again? Isn't it coming from tech bro billionaires? Aren't your policy proposals actually things like cutting social welfare and cutting taxes for the very rich? Isn't it true that you don't care about most average Ohioans. You really care about winning power. And to win power, you are willing to stoop to these very low depths where you will turn Americans against each other, push us to hate each other, to fear each other, to fight each other, push racism into public culture just so you can win power for your dark money donors. That's despicable. And same with Josh Mandel. This isn't about taking care of the silent majority. This is about duping average Americans into thinking that people from different countries are the real threat in their lives when it's the dark money donors who are rigging the system who are the real threat. It's a completely different political conversation. That's the power of race, class, fusion politics. It allows us to respond to Vance and to Mandel not by calling them bigots, but by saying you're strategic racists. You're running racism as a con and you're conning everybody. You're conning people, whether they're black Ohioans or brown Ohioans or white Ohioans. You are the sort of person who would promote racial strife for your own profit. How low is that? Where are the places or moments or the politicians who communicate in this way, where you see who really, you know, call out the dog whistling as a con, where you see race, class, fusion politics already at work and succeeding? Among politicians, you could look at 2018 in Minnesota. Minnesota had a grassroots coalition of religious groups and labor groups who very early on appreciated the power of a race-class fusion to deal with dog whistles against immigrants and African-Americans in uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul, but also to build political power between those constituencies and rural Minnesota, which is overwhelmingly white. 
they started using race, class, fusion in a, in a really a, a brilliant campaign that talked about Minnesotans being greater than fear. And the, the brilliance there was, one, a very pithy statement, right? When politicians warn about dangerous immigrants or terrorists, that they're pandering to fear and we're greater than that. So greater than fear really captured this idea of like, we're not going to be fearful of each other. We're on to the con by these politicians. That was one. The other thing that was so clever about this was greater Minnesota was the phrase people use in Minnesota to distinguish rural Minnesota from the cities. And so it was really a way of saying this race class fusion this is designed to create a multiracial majority that includes white people. So often when Democrats or progressives talk about a multiracial movement, it's as if they mean a multiracial movement of communities of color. And it's very important to remind white people, you're part of a multiracial society, you can be part of a multiracial majority. And, and indeed, we will only have an empowered multiracial majority when whites see themselves as equal and welcome members of that multiracial movement. So that that's one place. I think the other places you can see it, increasingly labor unions like SCIU have moved to this intentional effort to create multiracial worker solidarity by emphasizing to, to workers that racism is a weapon of division used by bosses. So one thing that labor has historically done is it says racism is a weapon of the bosses. Therefore, let's focus only on our shared class interests. Race class is doing something different. It's saying racism is a weapon of the bosses. Therefore, let's focus on racism and building cross-racial solidarity so that we can achieve our economic and racial justice interests. One question I have is that, you know, we have been building up to this moment for over 50 years. And now we're at a precipice of democracy, right? We are in danger of losing democracy itself. And it feels as though, you know, the clock is really ticking down pretty fast. And what you're saying is something that we can use right now, but I feel like it's going to take time nonetheless. Can we speed this up? especially in light of the 2022 midterm elections? I think you're right that there's an immediate crisis looming. The 2022 elections and the 2024 elections, I think we are on a precipice and we risk losing democracy and, and collapsing into an authoritarianism from which we might not recover for decades. In some ways, Politicians, political consultants, that whole consulting class, they're extremely cautious. They, they want to get to 50% plus one. They want to do whatever is safest that'll get them there. That means that they're going to do the same thing they've been doing for the last 50 years. But that's insanity. We are not in a steady state things are getting worse and they've gotten much, much worse very rapidly. And if Democrats keep responding by saying, well, we'll do what we've done for the last 50 years, we are going to go off of that cliff. What's going to get them to change? 
it's going to be their constituents. It's going to be people organizing house parties and making calls and making demands and organizing discussion groups. It's going to have to come from people listening to this now. It's going to have to come from folks who love democracy, who who love society, who look at their neighbors and right, have a sense of like, I'm connected to these folks. I, I want to make sure I live in a society in which we respect each other and people have dignity and we trust each other and we take care of each other and we try and protect each other, especially from the reactionary powerful few who cynically try and turn us against each other. We have to talk about the way in which division has been weaponized against us. We have to talk about the class war that we have been losing for decades. And we're going to insist that we build power with our neighbors and that we go and grab our political representatives by the lapels and say, you need to talk about this too. You need to help us build power with each other so that government actually begins to work for the vast majority of Americans and not simply for the ultra-rich. The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T-Mobile for Business customer, enter today. If you win, you'll be publicly honored among some of the most influential leaders in industry. And me, I'll be there too. Enter now at T-Mobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.